whole thing. Hi. Did you start it? I started, um, what did I start? I don't know. I started Facebook and YouTube. Okay. That's always, that's always my qualm here. Hi, friends. Oh, my gosh, you're here, you guys. Welcome. We got Hi. some thumbs up. Oh, does that mean you can hear us and see us? Because that means my dreams are coming. Can too. you guys put Praise a little God. crown emoji? Oh, this? We're just going to scoot this a tiny bit. Tiny bit. This chat, way. Let's chat it up. Hi, guys. I'm Beth. I'm Steph. Oh. Oh, is that better? It went black. Oh, Beth. Shoot. Sorry, oh, guys. Wait. Please hold. <gasps> We're back. That's because I didn't hit record. Praise God. We know now. We're learning, you guys. We're getting this down. We will get this down. Hi. Beth, excuse me. I've been praying with crowns. Thank you. Have you? Yeah, I don't I don't get it exactly. You know you my know? name is like a derivative of crown. I thought it was like queen or something. I mean, why not? <laughs> <laughs> um, gals, hello. We are here to talk about all things. Q&A, but specifically, we are celebrating our Blessed Mother today because it's her feast day. Happy, Happy feast Solemnity day. of the Assumption of the Blessed Virgin Mary. I particularly like this solemnity. I'm not sure why, except that it's Marian. I love all Marian feast days. I, I Yeah, that's interesting. Do you like Marian feast days? I love Marian feast days. Me too. It's like an excuse to celebrate and get some ice cream. Hi, Jenna. Wow, I didn't know we were getting ice cream today. Oh, yeah. How are you celebrating? What I, are you doing differently today? I don't, I don't today? know. I went to mass. That's what I did, you know? Hi, Monica. Wow, Thank I feel you. Like we're really far away. Should we scoot closer? Yeah, let's scoot. Do you guys want to see us? Hi. Yeah. Okay, here we are. I agree, Monica. She's definitely a queen. I'm talking about Steph, not just our lady, you know? Just trying to be like her every day. Amen. Wow. There's so many things I want to say about Our Lady. She's the best. We just had some really good prayer, and I was just hanging out with the Holy Family, which was the dream, you know? Yeah. Life-changing, healing, revealing. They reveal Jesus to me. They reveal me to myself. It's unbelievable. Hi, Kim. Welcome. Steph, what's your favorite way, other than ice cream, to celebrate Marian Feast Days? Um, honestly, trying to find something to wear. Obviously, I'm not wearing blue, but I wore, okay. I wore flowers as like a, you know? Okay, I, yes, I had the same issue this morning. Mm -hmm. I have a blue dress that's my, like, Mary dress. Mm -hmm. And I really wanted to wear it today, but it's the dress I wear on revivals. And I need, need to pack to save it. it. I need to pack it because we're going to revive. Hey, I thought of that too. I had a different outfit in mind. And I'm like, I got to save this. You got to save it. Gotta you save know it. what I mean? Minnesota, we're coming for you. We can't wait to host a revival there on Friday night. So yeah, I'm saving my Marian dress because I like to feel her with me when I'm like preaching, you know? Yeah. Who yeah. wouldn't? I need, I need the prayers. You know what I mean? Yes. So she covers me in the blue dress. Steph, so, tell yeah. us a little bit about your relationship with Mary. That's a big question. That is a big question. Yeah. It started when I was a little girl, and we were living in L.A., and I went to a Catholic school, and mm -hmm. we would have, like, this family rosary night. And, what? yeah, it was so sweet. I, I grew up in a Salesian parochial school, so my um, first introduction to, like, a title of Mary, aside from Mother of God, was Mary Help of Christians. 
And just the, like the image of her holding little Jesus with his crown on and her crown on. It was the cutest thing. Um, but we had like these, like these family rosary nights and we would pick, we were so excited to like pick roses out of our garden and get like take the thorns off and then get them ready and then take them to this family rosary. So, sorry, back up. <laughs> Couple of things. One, you're you're talking about not just like in your family you prayed a rosary. You went to like an event. Oh yeah, sorry. It was like a school event. Wow. It was a school event. Okay. <gasps> Renee. Just another Salesian girl here. Wow. Yeah. So they would have like these monthly rosary nights and we would just go pray the rosary like all together. Wow. Do they still do that? Let's revive this. Hopefully. Let's. Yeah. I'm okay. And then you would you would pick roses. And I've never heard of this. You would cut the, the thorns off. Yeah. You take the thorns off, obviously, because you don't want to hurt yourself. I it's mean, really easy. I Steph, mean, every rose has its thorn. Every rose has its thorn. Isn't that a song? It is a song. <laughs> I don't know what it is. What is it? I don't know. It's like, is it country? I don't think so. I feel <laughs> like it's like weird. Megan, what song is that? Every rose is think. Oh, it's 80s. Oh, it's 80s. 80s. Is it? You guys, I thought so. What's this song? <laughs> I'm dying. I love that you know what I'm talking about. I don't even know if I know this song. Why do I know I that? just know that line. And you sing it the way I sing it in my head. Poison, Monica. <laughs> Sorry, guys. You would know. Sorry. <laughs> anyway, somebody should tell Poison that you can break the thorns off. You should. I've I've never done that. Yeah. I've never done that. Okay, so we would do that. <laughs> um, and then we would go all, every family would have yeah. its turn to go take your flowers up what? to the front. But we never bought ours. We grabbed ours from our garden. Wow. Yeah. I was just in the chapel this weekend, mm-hmm. and there were like these beautiful flowers at the foot of the monstrance, mm-hmm. you know? And also, I've been going to a new daily mass on Saturdays because okay. they have confession right after. Praise God. Such a gift. Also, they have an adoration chapel. It's like my new desert day place. Anywho, they have this whole team of people who come in on Saturday mornings after mass, put on their sweet aprons, and they have buckets of donated flowers. And these women are in the kitchen what? making flower arrangements for the altar, for all of the statues, for the adoration chapel. Anyway, I don't know why I'm telling you that, except, well, because we're talking about flowers. (laughs) Because I was like, Lord, I want to start bringing you flowers. What? I don't know. You should. I think I should, too, but, like, where do you get a vase? Do you have to bring your own vase? They have vases there. Do you guys know about this? They have vases there. But, like, if I just bring flowers to the chapel, there's not just, like, a vase in there. Yes, there are. Okay, I'll look around. Maybe, Fine. and also bring a water bottle just in case, like, the water's dirty and, See, and it doesn't have water. Well, there's a bathroom in the chapel. Anyway, do you guys, do you want to bring flowers to Jay? We should do that today for Mary. We're going to have to That's how we're flowers. celebrating. This is how I'm celebrating a Mary feast day. I'm bringing Mary flowers. Ding. I haven't done that before, I don't th- Oh, I, I maybe did that one other time. Yeah. Lexi said, we have a Marian grotto at our parish, always surrounded wow. by flowers brought by people. Our pastor says from his office, every hour, someone comes and cares for it, unprompted, unscheduled. So beautiful. Wow. They're building a Marian Grotto at St. John Vianney. I'm so excited There's a There's a movement here. St. Bernadette here in Scottsdale, they're building an enormous Our Lady of Lourdes Grotto. Wow. Yeah. Okay, so we're bringing Mary flowers. Raise your hand if you guys want to do that today. That's what I'm going to do. Yeah, I feel like feast days should look a little different. 
you know? Mm. Aside, obviously, from, like, this observation of going to Mass and, like, having an extra opportunity to go to Mass. Which, what are you going to do differently? What is it? You know, we're talking about liturgical living here. For sure. What are we doing differently? I love the calendar. I love the liturgical calendar. It's such a consolation to me. You know, I wake up however I wake up, lots of different ways. And uh, then I show up to Mass, and I'm like, whoa, excuse me, St. Maximilian Colby? And then I just think about him all day and ask him to pray for me. That was yesterday. Yeah. I, there's just something supernatural about living the liturgical calendar and allowing the liturgical calendar, the life of the church, the rhythm and prayers of the church, to guide our day. And we just get to kind of float along, and the Lord highlights things. It's so beautiful. Yes. I love being Catholic. Speaking of St. Maximilian Kolbe. Okay. And speaking of Mary. Yes. Yeah. When I was, when I first discovered this idea of a Marian consecration, Mm. I was so not into it. I was just like, what? I need to give my heart to the Lord. I don't know about like this devotion. I've heard that. I had a lot of hesitancy. I was just kind of uncomfortable with it. Yeah. And I started it and I was like, I don't know what this is going to be like. Like, I don't want to be like. I don't know. It just felt like, I don't know. I didn't know if I can just, like, I felt like my, my consecration to the Lord wasn't there yet. But then mm. people are consecrating themselves to Mary, wearing these chain bracelets. What is this yeah. about? And I started it, and one of the quotes that kind of helped me settle in at the very beginning was mm. from St. Maximilian Colby. Yeah. And it still rings true. He said, you know, don't be afraid to love the Blessed Mother too much. You can never love her more than Jesus did. And I was like... Ain't that the truth? So true. Anyway, what so I finished my consecration um, on the feast of Mary, Queen of Heaven and Earth. So wow, Queenship of Mary. That's next week. Well, it wasn't the Queen. Okay, I have a question. I guess. All right. Yeah. Did the did the January title January first title no. for the what was that title? No, that's uh, Mary, Mother of God. Mary, Mother of God. Then I finished it then, but. My daughter, my firstborn, was born on the Queenship of Mary. Stop. Mm-hmm. Is it always August 22nd? Um, always August 22nd. Wow. I was bummed she wasn't born on the 23rd because that's Rosa Blima's feast day. And then I found out that there was the Queenship of Mary. I was like, wait, 10 times better. Steph has a devotion to I do. St. Rosa, Rosa Blima. Okay. Wow. Let's see. Sarah said that she's leaving work early to go to Mass. And then a procession that ends at the De La Sunta Society Festival at my parish school. Wow. Wow. Uh, Kim said, we moved at the end of July, so tonight will be our first feast day mass. I will look wow. to see if there's a vase for community flowers. Alex, when's your birthday? She said, I'm an August baby. I love the saints and feast days in my birth month. Wow. wow. That's beautiful. No, Jenna, Mary Mother of the Church is the first Monday after Pentecost. So it's oh. a, I think it's a movable it's it's movable. Yeah. Well, my consecration was January first. Mary, Mother, Mother of, God. of God. Yeah. Yeah. So I I've talked about this before, but I can't miss an opportunity ever to talk about this. Um, I read these letters between Saint Therese of Lisieux and a struggling seminarian who is eventually ordained mm. after her death, and they had a beautiful friendship in the Lord, and she asked him in one of her letters, "Send me your significant dates." because she wanted to intercede for him in a special way, you know, on his um, patron saint's feast day, on his name saint's feast day, all of these things. So I went off, <laughs> I went on this um, 
fact-finding mission to unearth all of these significant dates in my life, like sacraments and saints and even days. Honestly, I looked into days that were hard in my history, mm. um, things that were very painful or happened that that needed to be redeemed or were in the process of being redeemed. And I found saints, I found just evidence of God's hand in my life very mm-hmm. intentionally through the liturgical calendar, through these feasts. And so hard things, hard relationships, I now have go-to saints to intercede for me. And what, one of my favorite discoveries was This is going to be a flex right here. Seth. So now I feel bad. <laughs> no, I'm, I'm excited. It's great. Almost everyone, every one of my significant feast days is a Marian feast day. Isn't that ridiculous? Come on. Yeah. One was so crazy. I have to tell you one. Can I tell you one? Okay, my birthday is February 8th, if you guys want to write that down. <laughs> I love my birthday. And it was always like Josephine Bakita. And she's amazing. I love Josephine Bakita. We've been pals, you know? She's my birthday saint. But I was like, aw, like I thought we had a whole thing going on and I have like Marian feast days, you know? <laughs> and then I was visiting this monastery with these priests who celebrate um, the Latin rite. And we're just casually having lunch, this sweetie little Australian priest. And he says, he asked me my birthday. And I said, mm, February 8th, my favorite subject. <laughs> and he said, oh, most pure heart of Mary. What? And I was like, excuse me? He said, yeah, it's not, it's not the feast day on the like Roman calendar, but in the old rite, February 8th, the feast is the most pure heart of Mary. Here for it. I was like, yes, please. Wow. Okay, what amazing idea does Renee have? My priest had us look up the dates. We were baptized, yes. Holy Communion, yes. and Confirmation. And on those days, pray for the priest who did these sacraments. Wow, wow. beautiful. That's so cool. It just matters. The Lord is so detailed. He's so intentional, so creative. All of these things matter. And I do, I think, I know there are abundant graces available to us uh, through these feasts and through the intercession of these saints on their feast day. Like, let's get greedy for some of that grace. So it's here for you today on the Solemnity of the Assumption. It's, well, first, fun fact, I'm part, I don't know if I've shared this with you before, but I'm, a, I'm part of this Facebook group where it's Catholic women who post, like, little recipes for, that follow, like, liturgical living. Of course. So people are like, what are you guys doing to celebrate the Assumption? Yeah, like, what, what do you, you mean? I haven't been on the Facebook app yet. Yeah. So I need it. I'll... Why don't you do your research? I'm gonna do my Q&A. research. I'm, it's because I'm gonna post it. Okay. And liturgical okay. living on the app. All right. So... You'll have a little check back later or something. But I love it because it's so cute. You know, they, yeah. they make like these cute little treats or whatever. Um, and it's just fun ways to incorporate, you yeah. know, constantly incorporate feasts. Because, you know, I don't know, my kids are at the age where they start asking these questions that I don't know how to answer them. Mm. Like the other day, Ceci was like my oldest daughter. She's like, Mom, what is faith? Wow. And I was just like, faith wow. is the realization of what is hope for. Like, <laughs> wow. I didn't know. That's incredible. I said, go ask your dad. <laughs> no, you didn't. <laughs> I literally said, faith me. is a realization of what is hope for. Steph, what? <laughs> and then I said, but go ask your dad. 
What did he say? I don't know. I left the conversation. I'm you guys, just like, I need to brush up on my... Well, Steph needs some help, you guys. Can you tell her how you would tell... How this She's going to be six on Tuesday. How would you define faith to a six-year-old? Can you please say? Please. We were talking about this yesterday, that it's actually um, more difficult. It's You have... You have to be well-formed in theology to be able to explain it simply. You actually have to really know in order to make it simple. Faith is living. Wow. Okay. Let's go look it up in the catechism. <laughs> Megan. I'm going to say, let's, ma- let's FaceTime Megan. <laughs> See what she, what she found. Wow. I would say faith. I would similarly probably quote scripture. But, you know, like, when you read and you believe, it just becomes your framework for seeing yeah. the world, mm-hmm. you know? Yeah. Yeah. I was doing her hair today, and she yeah. was just like, Mom, I need to tell you about St. Lawrence. And obviously, she goes to a Catholic school, so yeah. she's learning about the saints as the feast comes yeah, up. Cutie. She was like, he's the patron saint of cooks. She was like, he's mm. so funny. And then she was telling us how he was he died for the faith. Wow. And they cooked him, and that's why he's a patron saint of cooks. And she's like, he's so funny. He was done cooking, so he said, turn me over. And I'm like, we're just laughing. I'm laughing because I've heard this a million times, but yeah. like, I'm laughing because my six-year-old is telling me this, and she yeah. just thinks it's the greatest thing. I'm like, it matters, you know? So I heard a homily. St. Lawrence's Feast Day was last week, mm-hmm. and I heard a homily. Now, I've heard the grilling story. Like, turn me over. I'm mm-hmm. not on his side. Also patron saint of comedians. But I had never heard... That, um, okay, he was devoted to the bishop of Rome, Mm -hmm. I think, and the bishop was being taken away to be martyred. And St. Lawrence said, can I come with you? And he said, (laughs) exactly, and he said, like, don't worry, my son, you'll be with me in three days. That's what happened. Okay, so he goes, I literally have chills all over my body. He says, he goes, in his joy, he sells all of his, like, precious vessels to celebrate the mass, to give the money to the poor and distribute it to the mm-hmm. church. So then the Roman prefect, I think, somebody in Rome, bad guy, he finds out and thinks, oh, Lawrence over here, the Christians over here, they've got a bunch of treasure. They've mm-hmm. got a bunch of gold, money. I want that. So he calls Lawrence in and he says, give me all your money. And St. Lawrence says, give me a day and I'll gather up all the treasure in this home, in this church. Have you heard this story? Yeah. Oh, Steph. What? Wait, you guys, have you heard this? Have you heard this? You heard this. We forgot. forgot, Yeah, saints are crazy. Okay, so he says, give me a day. Let me gather it all together. And so he gets all of the poor, the widows, the children. He brings them into the church where they were meeting. And then he calls in the Roman prefect and says, here's the, the treasures of the kingdom. Sorry, what? Crying. First of all, my, my priest, celebrating mass, was just laughing. He just thought that was so funny. I was like, St. Lawrence is very cheeky, and also, like, you're playing with a lot of lives here, Lawrence, <laughs> to prove a point, but fair play. We're here for it. Anyway, isn't that kind of, I mean, he just gets it. You know what I mean? St. Lawrence gets it. I know. Yeah, it's crazy. Jenna said, faith is believing in God even when you don't know or have all the answers. Jenna's so good at this. I know, Jenna. I'm just going to call you next time. Jenna, how do you define hope for a child? Let's keep it going. And then... I'm just very curious. Okay, wait. Can we talk about Mary for a second? Let's, please. I've been saving this story for two weeks because I knew we were going to talk about Our Lady today. I don't think I've even told you this. No, I haven't heard a story. You guys, the craziest thing happened. We were at dinner. Aubrey, are you here? Mariana, are you here? We were at dinner together in Florida 
at the Knights of Columbus convention, which was amazing. And we're having dinner in this hotel restaurant. There's nuns here. There's priests here. There's all these knights all over the place. And we have this server, and he's pretty chatty, Jacob. And Jacob and I, we just hit it off. I'm just chatting him up. And then he's like, so, like, what's the deal with you guys? You're Catholic? I'm like, yeah, pretty much everybody in this restaurant right now is Catholic. Crazy, right? Like, he hadn't really seen, it's sidebar, it's wild how people, like, don't really know there are practicing people in the world. Like, I don't, I know religious has, like, a bad connotation in this culture, but people don't know that people take their faith seriously. You know what I mean? It's, it is rare, and yet it's not that rare when you get in here. Like, (laughs) There's a lot of us, you know? Okay, so Jacob, he's like, what's the deal with you guys? You're Catholic? I was like, yeah. He's like, so you worship Mary. Deadly serious. Deadly serious. (laughs) I've literally never had someone say it to my face. And I was like overjoyed. You were so happy for the moment. I was so happy. I was like, oh, no, no. Here's what we believe about Our Lady. And she's the best. And she loves you. And the fact that you're bringing her up tells me that she wants a relationship with you and she loves you. Ooh. And then Mariana, sweet Mariana, had this phone case with Mary on the back, so cute. Her phone was face side down because she was paying attention at dinner, you know, not looking at her phone. And I said, Jacob, she's right there for you. That's Mary. Like, here she is. Mm-hmm. Oh, he's telling me, I drive by that church, that Catholic church, um, Mary, Queen of the Universe. I'm like, uh-huh. Yeah. He's like, I've just never gone in, though. I'm like... Seems wow. like she might want you to come in and say hi to her and just, like, walk around and talk to God in your heart. Like, you could try it. Anyway, he sees this phone case. I'm like, I think Mary wants to get to know you, Jacob. Mm-hmm. And he looked down at the phone, and he goes, hi, Mary. What? Yeah, and, I, you know, he's trying to be flippant and, like, silly because it's, like, kind of intense. Like, this is probably very vulnerable for sweet Jacob. Ready or not. And yet, like, that was an open door. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Anyway. That is the sweetest story. Isn't that amazing? Yeah. It was so cool. Wow. Yeah, please pray for Jacob. Oh, can we? Thank you, Lexi. Let's do it. We're going to say a Hail Mary for Jacob. Hail Mary, full of grace, the Lord is with thee. Blessed art thou among women, and blessed is the fruit of thy womb, Jesus. Holy Mary, Mother of God, pray for us sinners, now and at the hour of our death. Amen. Amen. Father, Son, and Holy Spirit. Thanks, friend. That is so sweet. Okay. Um, Can I also share, it's great to have, like, these fun moments with Mary. Yeah. But I never realized how much I would need her in, like, the really Mm. difficult moments of my life and how present she was. Mm. Like, I can't remember... From the moment I started taking my faith seriously to now, I can't remember a tough time, a, like going through a storm and not having her wow. by my side. Yeah, like from the very beginning. And I didn't know why she needed to be in those moments with me. But I'm like, you know, you, you've you suffered. You, you've experienced suffering. Like I haven't, what? but you've suffered. So I don't know. Can I just hang out here with you? Mm. And she's just been there like consolation for me. Every single time. I think I mentioned, oh, I mentioned before when I, uh, at a Phoenix night, there was just this time when I was pleading to God and I said, I'm just, I'll pray a rosary every day for the rest of my life Mm. for like this miracle to happen. And it didn't, 
come in it didn't happen the way I wanted it to happen and Mary it just felt like afterwards she was like no you're still gonna pray a rosary and we're still gonna have this relationship because Mm -hmm. you you trusted me enough to kind of want me to be part of that Mm -hmm. but she's there even in the tough in the tough times she's a mom you know she's a woman I feel like from the outside when um even Catholics when people hear about our Uh, devotion to the Blessed Mother and they hear the love in our voices and when they hear us just talking about Mary I think from the outside it's easy to assume because I did this too like why aren't we talking about the Lord Um, but I, I think the difference here I think what's missing is that they don't actually know who she is and Mary tells us who she is. Mm-hmm. Um, I am the handmaid of the mm-hmm. Lord. Mary's a, a servant. She's humble. Mm-hmm. She's small. So when people hear us talking about Our Lady, and you might be feeling that way, like, why are we talking about Mary? seems like Catholics are always talking about Mary. Um, I, I just want to kind of draw that out for you, that Mary is not uh, trying to take the limelight from the Lord. It's, it's the opposite. She magnifies the Lord. She says that, my soul magnifies the Lord uh, because she comes as a servant. So I, even your experience of her coming alongside of you and suffering, it's, it's so her nature and her character as handmaid mm-hmm. to come and serve. Like not to draw attention for her own self or her glory. It's always to support what the Lord is mm-hmm. doing in our lives. Yeah, she's not the final stop. Yeah. She's along for the ride. Yeah. Wow. She's the handmaid. Well, Maureen, I want to read that. What did that say? Where are we? It says, what a story. I struggled so much when I first converted Mm. with my relationship with Mary. I had a powerful dream about her reaching her hand out to me behind a veil. Wow. All I could see was her hand. I reached for her, and it's all been uphill since. Such a beautiful relationship that I can't wait to share with my daughter. Maureen, what? I chills. Um, Beth, I'm sorry. I'm not ready to okay. move on from that. Okay. Maureen, that is so stunningly beautiful. What a miracle. What a, a grace. She's, mm-hmm. rev- yeah, she, it's so, I don't even have words, obviously, clearly, but I think that it's so indicative of who she is as a handmaid. Like, she's behind a veil. Like, it's not about her mm-hmm. at all. She just wants to help. Mm-hmm. She's coming alongside to help the work of Jesus in your life. She's a handmaid. Kickstarted wow. his public ministry the same way. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Beth also mentioned that she, Mary Different was Beth. the Beth, right? <laughs> um, that Mary was her most difficult hurdle to converting, but then someone wow. shared with her that no wow. one loves Jesus more than his mother and she only wants us to draw close to him. She points us to him. So true. Our pastor today at Mass called Mary the premier apostle in all of her humility. Isn't that her, isn't that one of her titles, Queen of the Apostles? I'm sure. Yeah, I'm pretty sure it is. Mary Magdalene is apostle to the apostles, but I think Mary is Queen of the Apostles. Mm -hmm. You know, I once heard a very beautiful talk at a women's conference years ago where um, she she was drawing out the humility of Our Lady. And um, this is such a beautiful meditation on Mary's femininity that at the upper room um, at Pentecost 
Mary could have asserted herself. And I think modern feminist thinking, which if we're honest, is in the air that we breathe. We're more affected by it than we think we are. Um, can you imagine if Mary would have come into that upper room and asserted herself and said, I'm the only one who didn't abandon Jesus. Mm. Peter, you abandoned Jesus at his, mm-hmm. at his cross. It, you know, at, his, at the crucifixion, you weren't there, but I was there. And so she could have, she could have taken control. And I, yeah. I don't know, there's something I think culturally right now that is like living in this moment of telling women to assert themselves and like, take the lead mm-hmm. in a way and yet what did she do she she was humble she was a good mom totally like moms um you don't want to you don't want to point flaws out of your in your yes. kids you don't want to say i told you that was gonna happen that's exactly it she yeah. was a, a mother even to peter yeah. there mm-hmm. and like loved him and lifted him up and mm-hmm. helped him to step into what jesus was calling him to which was to shepherd the church isn't that beautiful? That's so beautiful. I never thought about that. Imagine. I mean, it's not even worth it because she would never do this. But the temptation for for you and me out of fear to try and control. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Wow. Um, mm. Shannon says, I've been praying for months for a Protestant pastor friend of mine oh. to fall in love with Mary. I've asked him to see her as more than a girl in the Easter and Christmas story. This past Sunday, he preached on Mary whoa. and admitted to falling in love whoa. with her. Whoa. Oh, Shannon, Shannon. Whoa. The power of prayer. Thank you, Jesus. Amen. Wow. I just want to cry. Yeah. Friends, can we just for a moment, I don't have anything very articulate or theological to say, even though I know there are excellent theological arguments for this, but how can you know who Jesus is? and think that Mary was just a girl. If you actually have a proper Christological Mm. formation, if you understand the purity and the power of God, he he would not just come to any old girl. Of course, in the same way that he's been preparing the, the Israelites and the whole world for this moment of salvation, like leading up to and unfolding through 14, is it generation? How many generations in Matthew? The genealogy? 14 generations, 14 generations. He the story goes back. He's that intentional. He would be like, hmm, just any old teenager will do. <laughs> it doesn't make any sense. Right. It doesn't make sense. She can't just be a normal teenager. You know what I mean? Oh there gosh. there's no way. If you know who God is, if you have a proper understanding of who Jesus is, you know that he prepared a place the reading from revelation today i saw <laughs> i saw the ark of the covenant in heaven do you remember that where's the i'm gonna read it to okay because it struck me this morning um a vision of the ark of the covenant and then it says a woman it's like hello the ark of the covenant that held the true presence of wow. god in the old testament mary is the new ark of the covenant she held the true presence of God, the mm-hmm. person of Jesus, mm-hmm. fully God, fully man in her womb. Living tabernacle. Living tabernacle. Okay, I'm going to find this. That was me. That was my stumbling way of talking about theology. This is why Steph is here. 
Well, I was just going to say, to add to that while you find Please that, do. is even reflecting, like you said, we can't we can't not understand like the, the importance or the, the significance of the mother of God. If we have a true relationship with Christ, we can't yes. just like put it to the side. Even if we reflect on the passion, the like the greatest sacrifice, she was yeah. intertwined in that whole journey yes. till the one of his last breaths when he handed her over. She was that important that he chose that to be one of the last things he did mm. to hand her over to us. I would like to add to that. I had a life-changing Good Friday couple of years ago I was watching the passion which I love to do on Good Friday and um, I was just reflecting on on Mary Magdalene and John the Beloved at the foot of the cross and I I was kind of it was just an inspiration from the Lord that even drew them to my attention and I thought how is it that they persevered till the end when everybody else abandoned him Mm. Why did Mary and John the Beloved stay until the end? Was it because they were holier? Were they better than the other disciples? Mm -hmm. No. I mean, John, the night before, ran away naked in the garden. He fled for his life. So how was he able to come back and to persevere Mm -hmm. at the foot of the cross? Because he was with Mary. Mm -hmm. If we want to persevere till the end, we have to stay with Mary. Amen. She is the one who will keep us close to her son by her prayers. Also, the the devil is afraid of her. I mean, nobody was messing with her. The Roman soldiers, I mean, just you can imagine, they're looking at this poor Jewish mother with such pity as they crucify her son, but no one's messing with Mary. Like on a human plane, no one's messing with Mary. And on a supernatural plane, no one is messing with Mary. Period. Pray about that. Period. Period. <laughs> Why are you so cool? That was a very cool thing to say. I feel like Aubrey would be proud. <laughs> Go ahead and read. Okay, 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 okay. I mean, what? God's temple, this is Revelation chapter 11. God's temple in heaven was opened, and the ark of his covenant could be seen in the temple. A great sign appeared in the sky, a woman clothed with the sun, with the moon under her feet, and on her head, a crown of 12 stars. Just like bada bing, bada boom. The Ark of the Covenant. God's temple is open because Mary's womb was open and she brought Jesus life. You know what I'm saying? It's her yes. Unbelievable, people. Getting fired up. What do we have here? What are you guys chatting about? Here we go. Steph, pick one and I'll stop. I want to go up a little bit. Oh, sure. You do it. What would you find? The Marian consecration is the best. Yes. Agreed. Since I've made my consecration, my life changed. Praise God. The only way to Jesus is the way he came to us through his mother. Mm. Uh, Oh, Shannon said, Jesus said he loves her in front of his whole church twice. Wow. Shannon, where are we talking about? Before he handed her over. Yes. Where's the other time? Where would be the You other often time? hear people arguing that Mary is just a girl, right? When Jesus says, like, who is my mother and who are my brothers? So I'm curious 
I need I need some citation there, Shannon. Help me Annette, out. Annette, today's your ca- consecration anniversary. Wow, praise God. It's beautiful. Okay. Let's see. I recently yeah. heard the title Mary as a First Monstrance and the first Eucharistic procession was Mary traveling Amen. to Elizabeth. I thought about it today. Yeah. I mean, I just love that it was our gospel today, the visitation. Blessed is she who believed that what was spoken to her by the Lord would be fulfilled. And I just thought... The, the homily today, and my own reflection too, my, because of my experience in Ein Karem, which is the Church of the Visitation in Israel, is that, that Mary comes. Mary mm. comes to me. Mary makes a journey. She is with me wherever I go. But Mary does not come alone. It's not about Mary. She comes because she brings Jesus. Amen. Good stuff. I love it. I do too. Um, let's Love see. Our lady. Yeah. Oh, your pastor friend. Oh, said. oh, 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 okay. Oh, your pastor friend. That's still great. Said he loves Mary twice in front of the whole church. What? Wow, praise God. Wow, they went they went home thinking about something. I was sure. listening. There were there's an incredible, incredible um podcast interview on Pints with Aquinas, I think last week. Matt Frad uh, interviewed Father Martins, who's an exorcist priest. Mm-hmm. And at one time, um, he said, like, what would you tell someone struggling with sexual sin? And he said, like, without missing a beat, he said, go to confession and pray the rosary. And I was like, yeah. I mean, that that's literally, Jesus saved my life with confession and the rosary. Wow. I, I know that as subtle as that is, Shannon, I'm thinking about you praying for this pastor for for months or years even to fall in love with Our Lady. It's so subtle to just persevere in prayer. And then suddenly, boom, we see it. It seeds until suddenly there's a harvest. But it's only because we were faithful from the beginning. So, So persevere. If you have sexual sin in your life, if you have conflict in your family, if there's a desire of your heart that you need purified, that a desire that you're waiting to see fulfilled, pray the rosary. Mary will intercede for you and your desires your needs that relationship those memories will be purified by God through her prayers he chooses to work through our lady he could have come any other way but he came through her yes through her womb Mm -hmm. why wouldn't we and we know just biblically scripturally he he follows a pattern like what God does we, we learn how he works. He shows us how he works. So why would he suddenly stop revealing himself mm. through Mary? I mean, even just the way that she's appeared on earth mm. in different places mm. with different communities for different reasons mm-hmm. and different... Her mm-hmm. apparitions are so intricate and intentional. Mm. The way that even just her appearing... Yes. Has, physically. Physically yeah. has brought people to conversion countless times Mm. like like continents like countries that did not know the lord the power of her presence in in their lives yeah was enough to help them kind of enter into this conversion and into this life-changing decision that's going to allow them to walk with the lord Mm -hmm. and i think of that when i think of i don't know if you have if you've found um an image or an apparition that you have a devotion to, but I would encourage you if you don't 
to find one. I love Our Lady Guadalupe. Mm. Um, I, I love her. I, I saw her everywhere growing up. It was just like, and, and to me, it wasn't culturally a thing. It was just like, it was just so normal. It wasn't like this, it was, she wasn't just like a stamp, you know? It wasn't mm-hmm. just like this, I don't know, cool thing to see around. But yeah. it was just so normal to see uh, Our Lady of Guadalupe everywhere. And so when I was in high school, I read this book on her apparition. I learned about everything, her posture, the cincture around her waist, yes. the flowers on her, um, on her, uh, what am I, her cloak, her little mantle, mantle, thank you. Everything, everything, why her eyes, why she was looking down, everything. Yeah. And I was just like, wow, that is so perfect that she Mm. appeared the way she did to the people in that region who were experiencing idolatry and like this completely like lack of. Child sacrifice. Yeah. This lack of knowing the Lord. Yeah. Um, And so I grew into like this appreciation for Our Lady of Guadalupe, Mm. but I know that that's, that's my mother. You know, who mm-hmm. that's my that's my heavenly mother who appeared in that way um, for those people. And just she's done it all over the world. Yes. So I encourage you, if you haven't found an apparition or even an image of Mary to find one mm-hmm. that you can pray with. Yeah. Um, I love that we we've kind of been on this Visio Divina kick because praying with images is just so special. Uh, my, my brother moved into his own apartment. He's like, I need a, ver- a, ver- a Virgen de Guadalupe. Uh, for my apartment Sweet. you know and I'm like yeah because it's just you just it just feels like our mom is there you know we just feel safe we feel like we're at home um and ultimately you know she just is that reminder to she's our mom and she's bringing us to her son mm. so many things holy spirit what do you want me to I the lord is just that example about our lady of guadalupe the image itself but her words too god is so intentional those words were not only for juan diego Mm -hmm. they were for us Mm -hmm. and i've had profound prayer where i understood i felt that mary was saying those words to me Mm. because she is um they they weren't only for a single person and place and time um they bear supernatural fruit um there's a an apparition that i think is lesser known that I really love that kind of popped into my mind. Um, her name is Our Lady of Hope. Uh, and she appeared in France, I want to say in the mm. 17 or 1800s. She appeared in a field. It was just children. And um, I think they eventually got their parents. Anyway, they saw her in the sky and a banner appeared over her. And she said, my son allows himself to be moved. What? <laughs> well, I just feel like that is a that is a nuclear grace bomb. My son allows himself to be moved. I can't even express what that means to me. Just the tenderness of his sacred heart, his compassion. Mm. It reminds me of 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 Jesus. Well, the words of the gospel that um, he looked on the the people with pity, with compassion, because they were like sheep without a shepherd. He allows his heart to be moved. Um, it's just a good reminder to me of, of Jesus's posture toward me. You know, when I might be feeling guarded or uh, insecure or ashamed, um, mm. I can think of those words, what Mary revealed to me about Jesus. My son allows himself to be moved. But even then, like that's, 
What a grace. And that's hope. But we always have recourse to the Lord because he is merciful because he allows his heart to be moved. She appeared to children yeah. in a field. Yes. Like, she likes the fields, I think. I think there are, I can think of three off the top of my head where she's appearing to children in fields. Guys, we gotta get out there. Listen, we, we gotta, gotta go to get a field, out into a field. Pick some flowers for her. We, uh, we're gonna do that today. We are gonna do that today. Um, yeah, what do you got, Steph? The hills are alive. We gotta spend more time outside. We gotta look up from our phones and go out into the hills. I would like to see Jesus and Mary. And not even in an apparition. I just wanna like see them in life, in creation. I wanna be with them. Mm-hmm. I wanna live a supernatural reality in the reality of my everyday. Yes. Jesus, can you just keep it cool in Arizona so we can go outside? It would be good to go outside. That's true. Please. That's true. <laughs> oh, here we go. Another lesser-known apparition is when she appeared in... Betania, Venezuela. Great. To... Maria Esperanza. <laughs> and 150 people, including a bishop who was present. Is that approved, Renee? we got to look it up. Oh. I Yeah, I want to I wanna kind of backtrack here. And I just want to echo something you said earlier that I I was not I was not a full send on Mary. I was in my early 20s. I worked at a, a Catholic summer camp and I met all of these young adults who were just wild about Mary. And I was so turned off by that. I didn't grow up praying the rosary. I didn't even know how to pray the rosary on my own. I had prayed a handful of rosaries, usually at like youth retreats or, or what have you. And I remember thinking, like, why are you talking about Mary right now? Why aren't, like, I'm in love with Jesus. What does Mary have to do with it? So I was a, it was a, she's so humble, though. She doesn't, she does not care. She's (laughs) She's such a mom. Yes. Yes. She's so patient with us. So I I had a similar experience of, um, like, a slow awakening and a falling in love. I didn't know how badly I needed a mother, how um, how wounded my femininity had been. And, and I would say even specifically right now, Mary's been with me through so many things. I mean, miracles in my life that I, I know without a, without a doubt are because of her intercession. But there's something right now there. She's very attentive to these like wounds of my self-image she wants me so badly to see me see myself as she sees me as the lord sees me just to see myself as i really am and that's been a huge grace to me and like so the work of a mother to want her daughter to know that she's beautiful and loved and yeah yeah I just, I'm just trying to think of like, what do I want to say about her? I don't know how I could be a good, a good woman Mm. without having her in my life. Yes. She wasn't, she wasn't, she was a human. And the Lord gave her the, the opportunity to just receive him fully. Mm. 
And she just wants to bring us along. Yeah. Like, what? But it's so the Lord, too. Like, that he's just going to keep giving us these avenues for us to reach him. It's not like this, like, maze. Like, it's not like this, like... Yeah. He's not making it super hard on us. Mm -hmm. We make it hard on ourselves. But she's just cool. She's, She's a cool woman. Like... She's not, she's not, like, intimidated by this femininity um, kind of twist that society has no, on femininity. No, she's also not, like, flaunting it no. or no. manipulating or just the purity, the most pure heart of Mary. Am I right? <laughs> you are so right. It's like she was conceived without sin or something. I mean, I just so relate to, to what you're saying and trying to say. Yeah. It's very hard. What, when you have a relationship with her, it's very hard to find the words because it's just so deep. It's her prayers, her witness. I notice that I do and say and love in imitation of Mary. I find myself doing things mm-hmm. that I've seen Mary do mm-hmm. to, for me in prayer. And... and um, Olivia Spears, this this isn't published yet, but Olivia Spears just recently wrote some profoundly beautiful reflections on the virtues of Mary. And I've never been so excited about a, a study ever. And just the introduction alone, she talks about, like through the, throughout the history of civilization, women learned to be women from their mothers. They learned to be women by simply being in the home of their mother. They were apprentices to their mothers. They learned how to cook and how to clean and how to care for children and how to love and how to manage a household and how to work. They learned all of that from their mother. They learned how to be a wife from their mother. And so many of us did not have that education in our homes. That has that generational education has been lost. Uh, recently I think even in in this generation that we grew up in and there's an invitation here to come into the home of Mary to be apprenticed by Mary to learn from Mary how to love how to cook how to clean you've heard us talk about Jenna and I asking Mary to teach us how to do the laundry to teach us how to do the dishes um to yeah I just, I'm sorry, I'm going to change the subject a little bit, but I, I, um, Mary. I said yes, yes, to come into the school of Mary. I, um, you know, sometimes when I have like little vocational <laughs> breakdowns <laughs> and I'll just be like, Lord, like, why didn't you just call me to be religious? Like, what is the deal? I love you, you know? And he, he this this has happened a couple of times and it it like takes my breath away every time he said to me my mother was married i'm gonna cry i am crying i cry every time he says it like he gives the dignity of that vocation to me my mother was married so if you want to know how to be married ask mary if you want to know how to love Ask Mary. If you want to know how to be a mother, ask Mary to teach you to be a mother. Can I tell you? Well, first, I have two things. Okay, go. Let me, let me catch my breath. Um, first thing, 
Uh, and and Gian, this kind of goes with your question. I, I want to read this question and talk about it, but yeah. So I was just really frustrated a couple months ago with having to do the dishes. Mm. And I didn't want to. Again, I was over it. And I was just like cranky because it was like a Saturday morning. Mm. And I was like, I'm going to have to do these dishes. And I was starting to get worked up and angry at my husband for not just thinking ahead and assuming that I wanted him to do the dishes. So I was like, I'm going to pray a rosary. And I thought I was just going to tell on him to my mom and like pray this rosary and be like, can you just like pray for him to get fixed and blah, blah, blah. And she was just so gentle with me. Mm. And she's like, no, 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 you're going to, we're going to pray for him, but it's not going to be because you don't like that he didn't do something that you wanted him to do. We're going to pray for those things that you probably haven't thought about that he's going through, that he needs prayer for. And I spent, I spent the time doing dishes, praying this rosary for him. My anger was completely gone. And I was just like, wow, I haven't thought about how I need to be praying for you or even how I need to entrust you, your life, your worries to our mother's care. And it was just such a beautiful way that she was just so present. So yeah, I loved having, it was just a grace. Like I, I, my, the human in me was just going to be angry and hold a grudge. She, because of my time with her, she's like, no, we're going to, we're going to help you kind of grow in that area. Even with like impure motives, Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. she purifies the motives. I was going to tell on my husband to marry. I mean, when you said like it was a grace, I'm thinking it's a double grace because you served him with love and you prayed for him Mm -hmm. with love. Mm Mm-hmm. Wow. Yeah. So, Gian, to your question, in what ways have you opened up to cultivating a relationship with Mother Mary? Very good. Very good question. The rosary has been, like, just the deepest way I could form a relationship with her. Yeah. That's, I don't know. It just starts with a Hail Mary. (gasps) One Hail Mary at a time. (laughs) But really, it does. Yeah. It's the first prayer my kids learned. Yeah. Um. It's the prayer I pray at night when one of them is awake and upset about something Mm. or when my husband's out of town and I'm home alone. Devil's Mm. scared of her. She's going to protect me. She's going to bring me to her son. Mm -hmm. Praying the Hail Mary, the power of the prayer of the Hail Mary, and Mm -hmm. really just praying a rosary and like having a devotion to having her walk with us with our intercession, with our petitions, has just been like the deepest way. I could have cultivated or started to cultivate a relationship with her. Yeah. Well, I, yeah, I started praying the rosary daily maybe seven years ago. Um, So I I would also say the rosary, which I know can sound very prescriptive and it can feel dry and like, what are we doing? But I'm, I'm telling you, there's an economy to the kingdom that we cannot see. It's not about checking a box. It's, it's it's learning this posture of entrusting everything to Mary and meditating on the mysteries of the life of Christ. So practically, um, I would encourage you to pray the rosary. Um, Very Catholic of us, having images of Mary yeah, around. Totally. Having images. We're so easy to be vulnerable with our girlfriends and just be like, this is what I'm going through. Yeah. And she's just like, bring it here. So I, um, I consecrated my house. I now refer to my my little house as the Holy Family Hideaway. They're like my patron. I live with my family. They're my people, you know. They're my mom and dad. And um, I have so many Holy Families in this one-room studio that I live in. It is laughable. 
And I have a personal trainer who comes over who's Protestant, who I'm obsessed with. I love her so much. And I'm like, what must she think of this situation? Yeah. Like, there's so many holy families. Like, there's so much religious art. But friends, when I am when I am working out, it's crazy. I'm, like, looking at an mm-hmm. image of the holy family. And I'm like, I'm offering this for Jenna and her family. Mm-hmm. Like, just seeing religious art in my home is a reminder all the time to just be offering everything, lifting my heart to the yes. Lord. But actually, can we go back? I, I think the simplest way you nailed it is really one Hail Mary. We told this story recently, the power of one Hail Mary, but I want to tell you just in my own experience, I had a big problem. I <laughs> don't know what to do with this problem. It's so hard to pray about. I don't even know what to do. I never know what I should do in prayer or out of prayer. It's a big problem. (laughs) And so I just decided to pray one Hail Mary um, for that intention as my Thanksgiving at every Mass. Mm -hmm. And I I do think subtly the thing is changing. But more importantly, and this is going to sound so cheesy, but it's true. I am changing. Mm -hmm. I just noticed that I'm changing. There's a trust in me. There's a surrender. There's a deep faith that God is working on it because I pray one Hail Mary. And that's not superstition. That's faith. Mm -hmm. I I trust Mary's motherhood. I trust Jesus' fidelity. I I just trust. There's a vulnerability there. Yeah. And that's where we trust. And a confidence at the same time. It's like these it's like it's mm-hmm. like a paradoxical and yet it's both and, you know? It's both and, guys. We love the both and over here. Here here. Megan said oh, Yeah, just quickly, I would love for you guys to share what what has been kind of your path mm. to relationship. How have you opened yes. up? Share that with Gian. And I'm sure many of you want to deepen your relationship with our lady. Um, yeah, how would you how would you encourage someone to open their heart? You know, Debbie Herbeck wrote a reflection. I want to say it was in the Lent devotional. Maybe not. Maybe I've just heard her say this, like in a testimony, um, that Jesus in prayer said, like, I want to introduce you to my mother. So mm-hmm. I, I think if, you're, if, if you want a relationship with Mary and you don't know, perhaps you even feel like we express, like, why are we talking about Mary when we should be talking about Jesus? Go talk to Jesus about Mary. Mm -hmm. Jesus, I don't need a mom. I have a mom. Jesus, I'm not really into how Catholics are into Mary. Talk to Jesus about it and and ask him. um, Ask him about Mary. I think I asked for permission. I'm like, Jesus, is this okay? Oh, that's good. Yes. And like my heart, I had peace. And so I was like, okay, we're going to do it. Yeah. Don't, you don't have to force yourself. Be honest with the Lord. I'm not into this, you know? Yeah. He's not bothered. Yeah. So, Hail Mary, some religious Religious art. Art. An image, an apparition, a title. Yeah. Statue. This is a lot. We're giving you a lot. I feel like I've learned a lot about Mary over the years, but Mm. knowing about her has come through prayer and the rosary. More and more, I just want to be like my mom. That's it. Taylor. I had this revelation last night that Mm. Mother Mary is our example of freedom. Amen. Where the spirit of of the Lord is, there is freedom. She abounds in it. She's so free. Yeah. She's so free. She's so free. We, Jenna and I joke sometimes, like when we talk about, like, what's Jesus like? When when you're around him, what does it feel like? He's just so chill. 
He's like so not bothered by things. He's <laughs> relaxed, you know? Mm-hmm. And when I think about Mary, yeah, just very free. Not worried, not striving, not in a hurry, light. Yeah. When I think about Mary, I just see like uh, this beautiful, like, words kind of fail me, but this like perfect sky at sunrise Mm -hmm. like wispy clouds and pink and blue and like like the edges are gold it's just like wide open and free and light and beautiful like that's Mm -hmm. how it feels to be with mary i recently heard someone say that like any good mother with her imperfect kids mary makes a bigger deal out of the things we sometimes half-heartedly do for her and returns even more of god's graces even the little the littlest gestures she completely magnifies so sweet megan i love that wow lizette said when i have trouble sleeping from nightmares i wrap my rosary around my hand and pray hail mary's very good sleep it's very very good um, Renee, the rosary, definitely. Mm-hmm. Anna said, I used to have images of me stepping on a snake head, which, by the oh, way, wow. I'm petrified of them. Wow. The image was reoccurring, and I had the voices say, I had voices wow. say, how dare you see yourself stepping on heads mm-hmm. of snakes? That's Mary's thing. I felt so much shame and prayed. I asked myself, why do I have these images? I heard Mama Mary saying, Anna, because <coughs> you're my daughter. I felt so connected to her. Wow. How many times have we heard others say, She's like her mother when we carry her characteristics. That's so true. Yeah. Yeah. We become like her. Wow. The 33 Days to Morning Glory. Mm. Reconsecration every year. Loves it. Love it and keeps me connected. Mm-hmm. Um, oh, look. Lexi said, I feel like I have gotten to know Mary deeply through praying with the Holy Family. Yeah. What up? That was Beth's jam this morning oh, when we were man. doing prayer. I know. I would like to go back soon. When you have, like, a good prayer, you just want to be our B, Lord. You know? Yeah. Well, Steph, I enjoyed this immensely. I did, too. Thanks for sharing. Thank you. Thank you, guys. I awesome. hope you're feeling inspired, not because of anything that we said, but just by an edifying, encouraging conversation about the Lord. And want to encourage you to pay attention if there was something that kind of pricked your heart or a thought, an image, an idea that was illuminated for you to stay with that Mm -hmm. and actually to pray with it. Don't just consume this conversation, but actually bring that into conversation with the Lord. Guys, I'll see you on the Liturgical Living channel. I want to see your Mary statues, your prayer cards, your images. Yeah, let's do And I'll share a little treat of whatever I find for Okay, okay what we can make to eat put a little prompt in there stuff i'll see you I on will. the app i'll see you on the app guys we'll see you in the liturgical living channel mm-hmm. i can't wait to see maybe a little flower you pick today that's what i'm gonna do i gotta get some flowers after work today okay love you guys see ya bye bye mary loves you bye later youtube facebook friends bye